Hey guys, welcome to another episode. Before I get distracted, I wanted to say that I started an Instagram and a TikTok for this account. The names are both No Flowers in This Attic, like the name of the podcast. If you want to go over and check it out or um, follow it, I would appreciate it. If you don't, I don't really care. Do whatever you want. Um... I'm planning on making, I like the idea of making videos using clips from the podcast of like times where I felt like I said something that sounded nice and um, putting it over like a video of just something nice and soothing like art or like nature or animals or something because I have, (laughs) the whole reason why I've never made any social media for this podcast is that I the whole point of this podcast is supposed to be that this is where I like dump my thoughts that I'm not like putting in effort to try to make it like perfect because if I do that then I'll never post any episodes and so it's been something for me to like kind of get ideas or thoughts out of my mind when I don't have other people to talk to or I just need a way to process it and this is like the best way that I have Um, And so because of that, because it's much more honest and I talk about things on here in ways that are much more like vulnerable than I do in other social media places, um, I don't like showing my face and it makes me nervous um, sometimes imagining people like knowing like who I am um, and being able to find me on social media because people on the internet, I don't know. So this is like a sidebar that I don't want to get completely into, but essentially I've seen a lot of like accounts of people on TikTok particularly that have talked about trauma, like things, like horrible things that have happened to them in their lives. And when people, and then when a video like pops off and goes like somewhat viral, um, that then like people get upset when they hear about this horrible thing that happened to you especially when you tell them that there was like not a real resolution or not a resolution that they seem like satisfied with and sometimes like the scary um call out accounts that I really don't like will like see your video and decide to go on this like campaign for you and they don't care if you want them to do it like especially like the account like Danesh he is kind of known for doing that like he like sometimes the people that he's advocating for will tell him to stop or that they don't want him to do that and he doesn't he literally tells him he doesn't care and he does it anyway (laughs) like there was a couple months ago there was a woman that was a mom who had a nonverbal autistic son who sometimes would stand in front of her neighbor's house and the neighbor was a jerk and was like threatening to call the police and she put a bunch of videos up of the things that the neighbor was saying and was asking for advice from the autistic community of course it got a lot of views and then of course John Ash got involved and his response to it was to dox the neighbor like the dude's already threatening to call the police on a mom with a disabled son which by the way CPS is known for taking disabled kids out of homes and thinking that the parent is being like neglectful or abusive when they're not um And so the guy is already threatening doing that. And then he like him and his stupid little people who like just believe him and don't think about anything that he's saying just like went off and um, did that and doxed his like address, which also basically doxed the mom and her son's address because they live next to each other. (sighs) And so then afterwards, the neighbor was threatening to you know, sue her, which, like, he had a valid reason for that, like, the, the fact of her posting those videos ended up causing a a situation where a literal crime, like, doxing is a crime, like, those accounts try to get around saying, like, oh, well, doxing is just this, no, 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 the TikTok definition for doxing doesn't mean that if you get sued for it, that, that they give a fuck, (laughs) like, there's, it's a federal crime, and, like, no judge is gonna be, like, oh, well, TikTok says it's okay, so I'm just gonna, like, let it slide that you, that you just expose this person's address and phone number and stuff and things like that, 
because he was doing something you didn't like that that's not a doxing should be like the last possible scenario you do after like everything else is possibly like hasn't worked like months and months like that's like something you only do if like you're legitimately afraid that you're in like like your life is in danger and the police won't listen to you and you have no other choice and even then people don't want to do it but that's like really the only time that something like that should be done um yeah needless to say I'm afraid of like people like that on the internet hearing the things that I talk about about my family and like wanting to like go after them in some way and that's the last thing that I ever want like oh my god that would be like hell on earth if that happened so I try to not give too many like explicit details where people could figure stuff like that out um so I don't like showing my face when I talk about this stuff so um you won't be seeing my face you'll be hearing my voice from clips and this or if I like do voiceovers of things but that's it so if you're interested in that go ahead um that was a ramble, but that's how I go and that's how I do these episodes. Um, the other thing, what was the thing? I, the other thing I wanted to say, the last couple of weeks have been like more challenging for me because this past Thursday was my mom's birthday and this past week my therapist was on vacation and I don't see her until like this coming Friday, which is a super long that's like a little over two weeks of a break and so it being my mom's birthday is always very difficult and then on top of it not seeing my therapist for a couple weeks makes it even more difficult um so I haven't talked about trauma stuff on here I've been talking about anti-network marketing stuff because I like that stuff and I find it interesting um but I'm trying to get myself (laughs) to talk about trauma stuff again instead of just avoiding it like I've been doing the last few weeks because it's just not good every time I avoid it for too long um I end up putting myself in like a really depressed like mind state and I don't need that um yeah so here I am talking about it um it one thing that has sucked is that um usually for like weeks like this week where there's like something emotionally happening that makes it difficult to you know, like, sleep and rest and all that sort of stuff, I would take, like, a mental health day. Like, I was thinking about this the other day. So, um, when I switched over to, like, when, with my job, like, the first apartment I worked in was very strict on attendance. Like, they would not, like, if you, like, called in sick because, because you were sick, or you just called in to work or something, they would take your pay time off, like, and use that towards that day. Like, without a choice, they would do that. And if you didn't have any pay time off, they were, it was basically like you couldn't miss work. Or you might get in trouble for not getting paid for that day. Like, every, I worked, after I left that, I got kicked out of that department in, like, March, May of 2020, um, in the time since then, I worked for a call center for a few months, and then they transferred me to the apartment I work in now, which is back to just doing, like, repetitive kind of office work on medical record requests, and, um, both of the departments that I've worked in since the first one are not that strict, like, the call center was still more strict, but this one especially, like, if I if I say that I need the day off because I feel sick, they'll just be like, okay, that's fine. <laughs> Which is, like, always surprising to me in a nice way. Um, but, like, last year, I used to take a personal day off every, probably, like, every three or four months or so. Um, and I realized that, like, this year, like, it's the end of July. It's, you know, seven months into the year, and I haven't had to take one of those days yet which is a nice way to see progress um I really wanted to do one of those days this week because not only because not seeing my therapist meant that I never knew what day it was and I and I like therapy is something that I've been doing weekly for so long at this point that it's just it's like part of my schedule and like 
So, like, having that change just threw my whole schedule off, and I never knew what day it was the entire week. Um, and then plus, like, my mom's birthday meant that I just wanted there to be a day where I could, like, lay there and relax. Um, and one thing that sucked because of that is that, well, it sucked, but it's also, like, a, a good thing at the same time is that my job is doing these, like, contests right now. Like, the department that I work in, we do, like, we basically work on medical, like, we don't do the literal, like, medical record requests where we look at the records and get them together and then send them back to the person that's requesting them, like I used to do in the first department I worked in. This is, like, the behind-the-scenes people. Like, we get the requests from, like, the health insurance companies that send, uh, or mostly health insurance companies that are wanting to send medical record requests to certain doctors to make sure that they're doing what they're supposed to be doing during their visits. Um, the, the departments that I work, the department that I work in is the one that like gets those requests and makes sure that like we're sending them exactly what they want because different like insurance companies want different things. And so we have to like hit certain buttons in like the database that we use to make sure that they will get the right stuff before we send it along to like the where the people who work at the actual hospitals and stuff will get the request and work it um and so like it's like repetitive kind of work where you do each request is a little bit different but um it's generally the same thing and every single one and because of that like we're supposed to do a certain amount of day and so my job has been doing this they did this contest last month that if you there if our department as a whole hit like the goal that they wanted us to hit with like productivity they gave us a $300 bonus and that was nice to get I got like the bonus was added along with our paycheck last week which was nice um and they're doing the same thing this month. And because they did it last month, I found out that if you have, like, un, um, unexcused absences, basically, like, days where you just, like, call in sick, um, and, like, not days where you're, like, planning, like, we already requested off and you're using, like, pay time off or whatever, then you're not, like, qualified for those bonuses, which is shitty, but that's, like, what they're doing. And so I knew that it would, this entire week, every day I was like, okay, I could take this day off or I could like, you know, not (laughs) since this is the last week of July and just like stick it out until August happens. And then if I really want to take it, just take it next week or something and, um, and get like another $300 bonus on my paycheck this week or on my paycheck in a couple weeks. Um, because not gonna lie it was nice to get a $300 um bonus on my checks uh, on my check last week I used it to do a numerology reading which is something I've wanted to do for months which was really nice to be able to get done um and just have like a little bit of extra money there so um yeah that was annoying uh one thing I did do though is I told my friend that I work part-time like only a couple hours a week for that helps me with social media marketing I told her that I needed the weekend off to just like lay here for a couple days and not have to worry about working or doing anything at all um and she of course was fine with it um actually one thing that I can talk about that was nice is has to do with her like um this is something that it kind of like it's one of those things that's like a very much a positive but at the same time it almost like kind of helps me like reframe the people that I knew in my past which is that like it still surprises me when people just do genuinely like nice things for me and I don't have to like ask for it or it's I don't have to do anything to get it they just do it because they're nice people and they want to help me because they like me and they care about me And so, like, an example of that is, um, this past Monday when I was doing the, my friend that I work with, we have a Zoom call every Monday where we go over 
work stuff and then we always end up rambling about like our own real life stuff since we're actually you know friends and stuff and this past week we talked about work stuff for only a little bit and then started rambling about other life shit and I don't remember what made this conversation come up um but I was telling her how I miss being able to cook like this person is a Taurus and like a Taurus son and is kind of the stereotypical Taurus person like she loves cooking and has like plants all over her apartment and stuff and so that's probably why it came up but I was telling her that I used to cook before um, I went to therapy and that I liked and it was never like super complicated things that I would make but I still enjoyed the fact that every day I would come home from work and like you know make spend like 15 minutes making at least some sort of food for myself that felt nicer to eat than like um fast food or anything like that and that because I can't like do the dishes I haven't been able to cook for myself since like 2019 and there's a bunch of food that I used to eat that I really liked that I haven't been able to eat since then like going on like three years now basically because I can't do the dishes and I'm and so the amount of food that I eat like the variety of food that I eat has gotten like smaller during that time and I'm and I was telling her how I miss that that's something that I talk about a lot on here is issues having to do with that and because it's frustrating like I honestly don't know what the like what the thing is with dishes that makes it a completely like impossible thing for me to do and she was like oh have you ever tried a cast iron skillet and I was like no and um I know what they are like I like um cooking and cooking was definitely like a um, was a special interest of mine a couple years ago, like in 2016, 2017, all I used to do was like, is like watch, I would like search for like YouTube accounts of people who do cooking channels. Like there's still a couple of them that I found. Like I started watching like mukbang channels because I liked the ones that showed them like cooking the food before they ate it or like, or because watching them was a way to like be exposed to different sorts of food that I've never tried before um so that I could like look up like how to make it or or try to order it out to try something a little bit different that seemed like something I would like um there's still I found like like I went through this phase of like still being stuck in diet culture shit where like even though I was I've never been vegan I found a bunch of like vegan channels especially there's a lot of channels on YouTube that are like vegan because I think because part of the whole thing with their diet is that they have to like they feel like they need to make videos showing what they eat because they're almost like it's like that whole th- <laughs> it honestly it's kind of similar to like um network marketing in the way that they're like kind of always talking about what they're doing because they're constantly trying to like sell their lifestyle in a way and like recruit people into doing what they do like people who are vegan constantly feel like they need to almost pathologize about it they can't just like eat that food and be done with it like some people do but a lot of people online who do like social media like there's a lot of like youtube and tiktok whatever accounts that are just people who are vegan showing what they eat um because of that and so there's still a couple of them. I check on them every once in a while, hoping that they aren't vegan anymore. Um, just because that diet is so restrictive. And all of the people that... Um, and I've learned since then that a lot of the facts that vegan people would say to justify their diet aren't actually true. Uh, like, the documentaries that have been made about it are very biased. And, like, almost nothing in them are actually factually accurate. And... Um, and then you bring in the fact that like their like their diet actively hurts the environment because areas in like South America are have been bought out by corporations like vegan corporations to mass produce foods for their diet specifically because they need it during the time of year where it usually wouldn't be around and because they're mass producing it and sending it to like the United States and Canada and places like that um 
the lo- people locally on that land are like kicked off of their own like land and are being forced to work like 16 hour days and be paid like basically almost nothing in order to do that so it's like the height of irony that those people make videos still saying that they're eating a cruelty-free diet and it's like no you're just like finding a way to like virtue signal so that you can justify eating a very restrictive diet that's all that's literally all that is (laughs) um but anyway, what I'm trying to say is that I used to really love cooking. And so I knew what cast iron skillets were generally. Like, I knew they were different than regular ones. And, um, so then, uh, anyway, that whole rant happened because I wanted to say that I knew about them, but I didn't, I didn't fully realize, I knew that they were different than regular ones, but, like, my friend was, like, yeah, like, cast iron skillets, you don't need to, like, you're not supposed to wash them. Like, you're not supposed to, um, like, wash them with soap. Like, and my friend was, like, you get, like, a scraper thing, and you use the scraper to, like, scrape stuff off of it, and you wash it with just, like, water, and, like, so it's still, like, you're still cleaning it. It's not like it's gross or anything, but, you don't need to like you're not supposed to wash it like a normal dish and I was like oh I didn't realize that and so she went when we were on the phone she like went on Amazon and bought a cast iron skillet for me with like a scraper and stuff and sent it to me in the mail and I got it earlier this week and yesterday or earlier today I finally had like the energy I haven't used I before this morning I hadn't used my oven in any way in like a really long time and I don't even know how long probably like a year um yeah I just stopped using my oven in my apartment so and I don't cook like I never cooked anything so I didn't like I I've the entire time I lived in this apartment, which has been, like, almost two years before she sent me that cast iron skillet, I didn't even have a skillet to, like, try to even attempt to make things in, so, um, and so earlier today I used it, I, like, cleaned off the top of the oven and used one of the, the things to, like, make chilaquiles, which is one of the, my favorite things that I used to make, um, it's a Mexican dish, it's, 100% not the authentic way is the way that I make it like I call it like white people Mexican um but it is like you take like tortilla chips and you put it in like the skillet and then um or the pan whatever and let those like um brown a little bit and then you add enchilada sauce and cheese And, like, I think the authentic way, they also add, like, eggs and, um, and, like, jalapenos and stuff like that. I don't add, I don't add the eggs just because when I first started making that, I didn't have eggs. But, I actually really like eggs. But, um, I've just gotten to the habit of using just tortilla chips, enchilada sauce, and cheese. And then, like, just mixing together. It only takes a couple minutes for it to be done. And it tastes really good and it's meant to be like a breakfast thing and so I made it again today and it was just as good as I remembered and I was really happy about the fact that I've been able to eat that for the first time since like 2019 and that this is something that I can add now to like my food that I can eat when I order food every week which is really nice so that was something that was really nice and like it was honestly like so surprising in a like I said, like, in this way of, like, wow, it's, like, really not hard that when people are nice, good people, for them to just do nice things for you without, like, you needing to ask or having any real expectations. Like, I wasn't ask, I wasn't talking about that stuff so that friend would, like, buy me anything, but she just did because she wanted to. Um, those moments are always still, like, surprising of, like, First off of, like, how much it still surprises me when people do nice things for me. Like, when she was doing that, I, like, wanted to... I was, like, having to, like, almost stop myself from crying or, like, showing that I was feeling like that to her. 
because it's just not something that people have done very much for me in my life and so it's always like oh wait what like you're willing to do this for me like I don't need to go on Amazon and spend the next like three weeks like looking at all the different options of cast iron skillets before finally like giving in and buying one and hoping that it will work out like you'll just buy one for me so I don't have to figure that out and then tell me how to use it and tell me that anytime I have a question I can ask you what they are and um one thing that's really nice about this friend is that she's also autistic so like because part of the whole thing with like autism that I think is hard is that we at least how it works for me is that um I like instructions but I also kind of need there's always like little questions I have about like how things should actually be done that like um just neurotypical people don't think of to explain because they just don't think about what things in that certain way and so she told me that like one of the things you have to do with um a cast iron skillet is like quote unquote season it which is basically to make it like non-stick so food won't stick to it as much when you make stuff um and so she told me to just get like butter or like olive oil and like get like a paper towel and like wipe it all around it and then after that it's like ready to use and um I did that but I did that with like the the skillet like with like the um warmer on and then I went but I was every time I do something like that there's always little things that I get wrong so like afterwards I like went on TikTok to look up a video of how to season a cast iron skillet and I saw that you were supposed to do that like when it was cold like before you like actually put it on a burner and I was like oh okay so then I just like scraped like the butter off and just like redid it it's like that little stuff um that you we just sometimes get a little bit wrong and it's not because anyone told us wrong really it's just that the way that we that I like I just the way that I thought about how it worked in my mind was just a little bit different than how most people see it. And so it's really nice that the friend that is giving me this thing and is telling me to ask her any questions and will tell me like things to make and stuff is also autistic because I feel less weird asking questions about like how do I do this or what does this mean or what do you do when this happens and stuff like that because she is also autistic and knows what that is like and that we ask a lot of questions and also I told her that she can like info dump on me on at any time about them and I won't like with recipes and stuff and I will not judge her in any way because um I do the same thing about different things with her so that works out and I I could see this becoming like an info dump like a special interest of mine of me looking up recipes of things to try again um so that was really nice. One thing, one thing I wanted to talk about that I've just been thinking about lately is the idea that like of trauma, um, healing from trauma, taking time and that people sometimes, whether it's people that are like kind of, that aren't mostly people that aren't having to actually go through the whole trauma healing trauma recovery whatever you want to call it journey they almost think that the transition should be much much quicker and I understand that that's kind of like a point of privilege that they have that they have never gone through that journey themselves so they don't understand like how completely like you have you like have to almost go down to like the bare bones of your life and like rebuild it back up um and so they think that it should be that you're fine or that they don't realize like how long of a process it really is and so the thing that made me think about I've been thinking about this last couple weeks I'm like this is gonna seem weird or like random not weird but random um This originally popped into my head because of Chester Bennington, who is the lead singer of Linkin Park. His, like, death anniversary, I don't know what else to call that day, was last week. It was July 20th. And 
I usually do an episode for him on his birthday and the anniversary of his death, but I just didn't have something to really say particularly yet on that day, and I didn't want to try to force myself to talk about it. Um, but this is something that I've just thought about. With him, like, the farther I get along on my own journey, I can kind of look back and recognize likely what was likely going on with him. Because, of course, he... Um, died by suicide and I say of course because when people die by suicide especially because he was someone that struggled a lot in the two years before 2017 when he died and was like doing much better like in 2019 when I was very suicidal um I like in 2018 I started listening to Linkin Park's music and that was when I realized that he was a child sex abuse victim and I was like oh my fucking god no wonder why I've always gravitated towards your music for so long and um and so and then in 2019 like watching old interviews of his and Mike Shinoda who's the rapper in the band they were extremely close friends watching their interviews was like something that helped me get through the day when I had like nothing else going on um it was like definitely a coping mechanism it was some it was like I was just saying about needing a special interest he was and is a special interest of mine essentially and that I understand a lot with him his personality is very similar to me where he's like more blunt and doesn't really feel the need to like sugarcoat things and is just more honest about stuff going on. Um, a lot of his comments and in interviews just make me laugh so hard because I could see myself saying something like that. And I see a lot of myself in me anyway because our families are very similar. And so, um, and his interviews with Mike, like Mike and him loved, e- clearly loved each other so much. And so, they're like both so happy during their interviews and also just like supporting each other really well and just understand each other really well and like are and sh- and like talk about vulnerable things in ways that like you would not imagine like male like rock musicians to talk about you know it's not exactly a genre that's known for men being like emotionally available or like willing to talk about stuff like that in a very honest way um and so when I was watching those a lot in 2019 I just noted like it was obvious from the words that he was using like you kind of know it once you've got started going to therapy and you hear people in interviews and stuff or even just like on in like TikTok videos or reels on Instagram or whatever, you can just kind of tell from like the way that they're speaking that they're people that like, oh, you're like doing it. Like you're doing like, you're like, you're like getting in there with the trauma stuff because we all start talking in a certain way and like say certain things that like you just don't say unless you've like started doing that. And so he was saying things like that. And seemed like he was in a much better, like, state of mind than he was. And, like, granted, Chris Cornell, one of his closest friends that also struggled with mental illness, dying by suicide, like, two months before he died, definitely would have had a big impact on him. And I'm sure that that, like, went into why he died. But just from my own personal experiment, not experiment, experience of going through this, I think a big thing with him of like likely why he made that decision that day to do that was because he probably felt like he needed way more time to deal with everything but didn't feel like he could and like because I'm just thinking about myself like when you first start on like the healing like trauma recovery healing journey whatever you want to call it when we start doing that and we start going to therapy and we start actually unpacking everything I I know I felt it I feel like everyone feels this way that you feel like you're going to go to therapy you're going to do it for like a couple months or like a year or something and you're just and and after that you're going to be fine and everything will be great and awesome and you'll just like continue on with your life And it's not until, like, you really start, like, getting into it and really start unpacking 
all of the things that have happened to you and all of the different ways that you were affected and you start like reading books on it and like listening to podcasts about and you just realize like how many things actually affected you and how many different things you need to work through and how like all of it takes time that you realize like oh this is gonna take a while and I just kind of I know a couple years ago I just kind of like realized a couple months in like okay like this is I'm gonna be in therapy for a long time and especially when I started like doing research like reading books and like following accounts that talk about complex PTSD um like the average time that you're in therapy when you have complex PTSD is like 10 years and it make and now that I'm four years in that makes a lot of sense because there's so many different things like not only do you like the more it's kind of like this not only what I'm trying to say is like when we work through like traumatic memories um, automatically when or not automatically but part of how trauma stuff works is that when you work through traumatic memories and they no longer affect you the way that they used to through like EMDR processing or whatever else you do then your brain is going to like give you back other memories that you haven't remembered before because you now have like dealt with these other ones so now they it's it knows that you can handle these new ones so kind of periodically as time goes on you end up getting new memories back which every time that happens that's something new to like deal with and like think about and like kind of recontextualize your life like I know that that's something that I'm likely gonna have happen for a long time like I had like a a bunch of new memories in EMDR but particularly like one just like pop up out of nowhere and at the end in like December of last year and so like having one like that that just randomly pops up when I'm like reading a freaking fan fiction story or just like laying around not doing anything like once a year or so like that makes sense to me um so that makes things take longer because new things happen that make you like relook at things in a different light but also it's just that that when you we're when we're abused for our like entire childhood like how most people are like when you have complex PTSD like even if it's the best case scenario and you're able to get away from your family when you're 18 and you go non-contact with them after that and you never speak to them again and you like go into therapy and start working on it even then you have lived 18 entire years and the and the first like you know like everyone knows like the first like seven years of your life is when you formulate like your like how you perceive yourself and other people and and like all of a lot of things are formed during those years and if those years are full of abuse then yeah things are gonna happen um and it's gonna take a lot of time and work and energy in order to work through those things um and so this is something that I've been thinking about in general like I like I said I was thinking about this with Chester because because like it it's hard enough to do this stuff when you're a normal person like me like and by that I mean like like I'm not in charge of anything like I'm not I'm not a boss of any kind there aren't like employees or anything like that that depend on me I don't have like a group of friends that like for him the closest people he had in his life were the members of Lincoln Park the band they were all basically best friends especially him and Mike and him and Mike were extremely close and like how their bond all started was from doing music like the two of them would like write the music and then and like they wrote all of the lyrics for every single song that they ever made like they were the only ones that wrote any of the lyrics for anything and they like sang on every single song they like helped write the actual music like the um in instruments and stuff as well along with like the other members of the band and like that was like what they spent a lot of their time doing and so it's like when I look at like him just knowing what I went through myself is that like he started doing a lot of stuff like work trauma stuff just from how he was talking um and I think that he was in that stage where like after you've done it for like a little bit for like a year or so um that you feel like things are okay that you're and you like want to be able to be quote-unquote better 
so that, um, so that, like, the people around you don't have to worry about you anymore because you've, especially because you've, like, feel like you've put things on hold. Like, I was talking about this with my therapist the last time I saw her, that, like, I was saying that, like, me going, she was talking about, like, me making decisions for myself that were just for me, like, a sel- almost like a selfish choice that wasn't things that, like, my mom wanted me to do as, like, something that was hard for me. And I was like, yeah, oh, wait, this wasn't in therapy. That was in my numerology session. See, my numerology reading was really helpful. Um, I had a numerology reading this week. I used the extra money I got from my job to book that, which is something I've wanted to do for the last, like, three or four months, which, so it was nice to be able to finally get it done. Um, But in that reading, the person that did it was saying that he thought that because of some of that stuff I don't know why that stuff ends up being right but it was um he was saying that like the that like I'm one that like had a hard time doing things that was things that I need to do for myself that would like negatively affect others and I was saying like yeah like me choosing to go back to therapy and dealing with that was something almost like selfish in a way like it was for me nobody else around me wanted me to do that and it really didn't it affected all of them negatively like my mom and my sister's lives got like upturned by me doing that because I finally was like holding my mom accountable and my dad for that matter accountable for things that they did a very long time ago but like the status quo of our family changed after I did that which me and so like my extended family was also affected by that like most of the friends that I had at the time I don't really talk to anymore so like all of those people lost like a friend of some sort in me um and I also just completely changed into a different person um which was good for me but still like for uh, from their perspective they knew me for a long time and then suddenly I was different and found myself like distancing myself from them for one reason or another and so it's like that's that's like not something positive for them and like so when I look at like Chester Bennington somebody who whose literal job was being in a band with his best friends and his absolute closest friend um and that band is the reason is the way that he like makes all of his money that supports his children and his family and he had a lot of like there were people in his life like friends that he knew from like back home that he would send money to that were definitely using his like niceness in order to like get money from him like sorry just because your friend becomes rich doesn't mean he's obligated to send you money but he was doing that um because they were they were definitely taking advantage of his like caring side um anyway but like there and not only that but there's like employees like I look at it now I th- I started thinking about this because I still follow a couple of the people that used to work for Lincoln Park on their record label that still post about them every once in a while because they they cared about him and they still care about the other members of the band um even though they're not doing anything anymore and haven't in like five years now and I honestly don't think they will anytime soon um they, like, still care about them as people, and so, like, those people all basically, like, lost a job, like, when he died, it's one of those ironic things where I think he was, like, especially because of how the band was, that they, like, put off them putting out their new CD for, like, a year, because he had to go to, um, rehab, and then go to, like, a treatment center like I did for, like, um, mental health treatment and and like that stuff was definitely effective on him and definitely helped him a lot um but like he was having to do that and because he was doing that they put off them putting out their new cd for a year because of that and which means like everything was a year later and I can just already know just from being someone who's been in that position that he probably was like 
wanting to and realizing I would imagine like especially after Chris Cornell died that he was realizing that he needed to take more time off to really spend the time that he needed to work through everything that he needed to about his childhood and how much it affected him and how that was still affecting him now in his relationships and like doing that would mean taking a longer break and but like that's like his job that's like and not only that but that's the band that him and his best friend have like built together they've been do- they were putting they put out music like every almost like every year since like or like we're touring constantly since like 2000 and the year 2000 basically and so like suddenly like telling they already put things off for him for another year so i think he was just like wanting to think that he was in a um stable enough place where he could deal with and like rest of life and they could put out their cd and they could tour and he could go back to doing like the life that he was that they had been doing and he would be okay and then like chris cornell dying and whatever other stuff that was going on in his life made that made it get to a point where he instead unalived himself that day because he realized that he just couldn't handle it and didn't know what else to do that's usually how it goes um but like that reminded me of that and then also like I've just noticed the ways that people are responding to Britney Spears lately that they're like that fans of her are like acting overly concerned about her because of her like social media posts and in a way that like I know they're they're not meaning to be hurtful or harmful, but the way that they're talking about her as if they is is as if they thought that she would go through all of the trauma that she has. Like she was the scapegoat of her family. She's never been able to live her own life until like the last couple months. Even since she was a kid, her mom was the one that constantly put her into show business. She never got to live the life that she actually wanted to live. And so and I know from experience, because I did that, like, how long of a process that is and how hard that all is to figure out to, like, completely rebuild your identity from basically nothing and, like, re- like re- like looking at every single thing that you like or you don't like to see if you actually like it or not. Um, and uh, all that, or all that sort of shit. And so, like, people, like, for an example, the video I saw on TikTok that annoyed me was somebody saying that they were afraid that Britney Spears was still being controlled because they had this, like, conspiracy theory that her fiancé was, like, posting, like, the scantily clad photos of her on her Instagram because every time she posted something like that was when he was trying to promote something on his social media. And then those posts would later be deleted. And it's, like, And the person got upset with me and was like, why are you being so mean? And it's like, I don't know how to explain to people in a way where I I apparently don't come off as mean because I don't have the patience to explain this to people that are like very like ignorant to how this is. But like me, like you need to let her figure this out. Like she is now she's an adult and she is now in a situation where she can finally make these decisions on her own. So it's not just like, oh, I'm not saying that her deleting her Instagram photos means that there's something bad going on. I understand that like when you're figuring out what you want to do and who you want to be, you're going to delete, you're going to post things and then delete it because you realize that you shouldn't say that or get afraid to say that if you're when like she's posting shit about her family or whatever. Um, Or even like an attorney tells her to delete it because they still have like court stuff with her family going on. Um... But it's bigger than that in the way that, like, you guys are conceptualized, like, the way that you're explaining this still is that you're still acting like she's, like, this tiny lost little child in a corner that, like, is completely helpless when she's not. Like, her family took away her being able to make those decisions, but she could always had made those decisions. Her dad just, like, did not allow her to do it for all those years, but she still can. And, like, part of the whole, like, process of like figuring all this stuff out is like going through that whole process and figuring out who you want in your life and who you don't and that takes years like that's that's the thing that is hard for the why I I have a hard time having patience with people because it's like yeah I get that you're not meaning to be like hurtful but you're basically acting like she's like 
a villain she, like, like that her husband now is a villain in like a in a horror movie or something when that's not it like if he is like it's not like he's controlling her in the way that her dad was it's maybe he is manipulating her but in the end she will figure it out because she's now in the position where she can figure it out and that process may take like a few years for her to figure it all out but she will because she now has the time to do that and like acting like she's still like you know a damsel in distress is like downplaying the fact of like how long this whole process takes like it's not like fast it takes a long time like just as an example for me like I started going to therapy in February of 2018 the friends that I had here that like I was aware somewhere in my brain that our friendship wasn't exactly the best but I still like kept I still wanted them to be around because I didn't want to lose these people I didn't stop like I didn't completely like stop talking to those people until May of 2020 So, February of 2018 all the way to May of 2020. Like, that's over... That's, like, two years. Like, a little over two years before that happened. And honestly, it would have likely gone on even longer if COVID didn't happen. COVID kind of, like, forced a lot of... Like, I was already thinking about that stuff from therapy stuff. But COVID happening in the first few months of 2020, like, made that made like the last argument we had really happen basically because COVID was happening we were trying to plan we were because the trip that like the fun like convention that we all would have gone on and had a nice time going to didn't happen because of COVID and the argument that happened was from us as a group of friends trying to plan something to make up for that not happening at somebody's house and someone deciding to not go at the last second and being a jerk to everybody else and it all happened like from that decision and so like that never would have happened if covid wasn't around we would have all just gone to the anime convention and had a nice time you know and that like that those friendships would have continued a little bit like longer Like, it takes time to really go through everything and figure out, like, for yourself once and for all. And be in the position where you feel feel like you can, like, walk away from people and be okay being on your own. Like, that was something that was very, very hard for me. Like, I I would panic whenever I felt like friends didn't want to talk to me because I depended so much on them. Like, I knew that my family... I always knew that my family sucked, and so my friends were like my lifeline and so that's why I like stayed friends with people that didn't really treat me that great for a long time because I I just needed people to be around that I could like talk to and spend time hanging out with even if their friendships weren't the best um and so it took me that long like two and a half years of like big time trauma work like really big work especially in 2019 before I could like get to the point where I felt like I could stop talking to my friends and basically be by myself for the last like two years and not lose my mind and be okay like there's definitely a lot of up and downs during those times during the last few years but it's at the point where like you know the friend that I had online um or not online the friend that I had that was a high school friend that like was taking up all of my time for the first like month that we started talking that I backtrack with a lot like I still see her as a friendly person um and all that sort of stuff but I realized that I was like spending way too much time I was falling back into patterns where I was doing things to make her happy and that was hurting me and like wasn't expressing that and so I had to back away um to like set those reset kind of those boundaries to like reconfigure that so I didn't like ruin all of the hard work I've done by like falling back into those old patterns again um but like like I wouldn't have been able to do that before but like even though like that sucked or that that I felt like I needed to do that um I under it still was like the healthiest that happened like I still consider her a friend I whenever I see when I see things that make me think of her I still send them to her um, I still think of her as a nice person 
and someone that I do want to see, but it's also like, I can't sit there and listen to her just talk about all these very specific trauma details that just trigger the fuck out of me. It's just, I can't, I'm not the person. I can't do that. Even if I'm helping you, I can't, I can't like destroy the, all the work I've done in order for you to feel better. I just can't do that. And so, um, but like, I was okay with like doing that, setting stricter boundaries for the betterment of myself because I've been living the last couple of years without any friends. So I'm fine. So it's like, I want new people in my life, but I also realize that if they're not the right people for me, I'm okay with like, it doesn't feel like the world is falling apart and like no one would ever love me again anymore, which is how I used to feel. And it's just that the whole like trauma process is so hard. Like it sounds weird to talk about it from like two different celebrities perspectives, but I can't help but see that when I look at both of their stories, like it takes a long time to recover from, like, when you think about it, like, all of the trauma those two celebrities and me went through when we were kids are somewhat similar, like, our families are very similar, the different situations that they were in were different from each other and from me, but they were similar in the way that there's just so much trauma, like, compacted on top of each other, and it makes all the sense in the world that it takes a long time to like actually work through all of those things it just does and I wish more than anything honestly that Chester Bennington would have had the opportunity to do that that he would have I don't even know like that somehow he could have honestly the thing that I wish the most about him is that Chris Cornell wouldn't have died the way that he did that he wouldn't have died by suicide, that he would have stayed around. Because, like, losing a friend that understands your having mental illness, um, having them die by suicide when they struggle with the same stuff that you do, that would be incredibly triggering for anybody. Even me right now, that would be extremely, extremely hard to handle. Um, so, yeah, I, I don't blame him at all for, like, being very triggered and re-traumatized and all that kind of stuff by going through that and it had only been two months when he died so that's like the thing that I think about now is that I wish that that would have never happened and and that maybe if it hadn't he would have been able to you know after their like tour in 2017 maybe they would have been able to he would have been able to you know do more of that work that he still needed to spend the time doing and he would have felt more comfortable being able to you know affect other people's lives like that's always going to be very hard and like I say that's part of the whole thing is like I say that as someone who isn't who doesn't have the lives like him or Britney Spears have like people who work for Britney Spears aren't doing anything anymore either like she was doing like shows in Vegas and doing all these things and all of those people had had working for her as a job and now all of them have stopped and like it's it's kind of one of those things where like no matter how famous you are or how many people are affected by the decisions you're making whether you're somebody like me who's like family and friends are the only people affected or someone like them where you have like all these employees and people like that uh, on top of the personal relationships that you have um with like family and friends and whatnot is like you need when you do this you have to become like selfish in a way you have to like choose to do this for you because you know that you it's like realizing like okay I am struggling I know I'm not gonna make it if I don't make myself a priority so I have no choice but to do this for myself because I don't want to die that's literally like the thought process of like how it goes and you know if you're not able to because you feel a lot of pressure because of responsibilities you have or because life is like fucking with you or whatever like it took like you know two years of me in therapy before I got to the point where I really just like went on a timeout and disappeared for months at a time and did that work on my own and was able to find like work my way through it and come out feeling much better 
um, and then continue doing that, um, continue doing that work. Like, it's easy to kind of convince ourselves that we're fine. Like, I, I think, when I think of, like, Chester in 2017 or, like, Britney Spears even right now, I think of myself in, like, 2020 where I had done a bunch of work, I had made a lot of progress, and I thought that I was fine, but, like, when I look back at the myself like in 2020 versus me now I'm like way better off now than I was then and it it's one of those things that's hard it's like you don't realize how much more work you still have to do until you've done it and look back at how you used to act uh I hope this made sense for people (laughs) 